Hello. Hello. I don't know. Tell me about your day. Um, busy. It was a pretty busy day. A lot to get done in a short amount of time. <laughs> can, you, can you hear me eating curry right now? I can hear you eating. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. <laughs> mm, I totally ate the shit out of that curry. I'm sorry. I'm chewing in your mouth, in your, in your ear right now. <laughs> I know. Okay. I have like two more bites and then it's done. So we're recording. Yeah. Don't record any of that. I mean, I just keep, recorded it. <laughs> don't keep any of that. Okay. So what you're saying is to edit that. Please. <laughs> Game on. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Hi, Cake a Rooster. Who's Game that? Three this month. Who is it? Cakes. Kelly Cakes. Did you say he's three? Yeah. Where did time go? I don't know, but I want to stuff him back in my kitty womb that I pretend <laughs> I have. You mean your fucking aer- aerospace? What is it? Your no, your astronaut space bag. Yeah, my cat astronaut backpack. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, buddy. Oh my god, I didn't know it was called the castronaut. That's what cat- we call it. Astronaut. Sorry, I have like a face full of curry right now. Yeah, cat astronaut, and then um, we call it Apollo eighteen because there isn't one. <laughs> so, like, there was Apollo seventeen. So we're, we're the next one. <laughs> so what you're saying is Ellie is the next generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's impressive. <laughs> oh, man. Hi. Hello. Welcome to Namaste and Rosé. I was just taking a drink of Rosé. I didn't realize I had some. What? I thought my boxed wine was empty from the weekend, but apparently there was enough for one more. I totally didn't hear that because a giant truck just drove down the road. Oh, bummer. What'd you say? <laughs> Too bad for you. No, Hi. I, um, when I had friends visiting and, um, so we got a boxed rosé, of course, and I thought it was empty and that I just haven't thrown it out yet. But when I went to throw it out this evening, I realized that there was definitely plenty in there for at least two glasses oh um, hey I know I was excited so are you one glass deep or two glasses deep oh I'm just a few sips oh because I'm two glasses deep right now I was two glasses deep last night as you know um in preparation for what we were planning to podcast last night right yeah but then life happens yeah so as you know Tally my house was into yeah yeah by my ex-boyfriend which is really weird and scary and I mean since this is the episode about uh shit yogi say I just uh wanted to start by saying something about what uh people say to women when things are tough (laughs) yeah first of all I'm really grateful for you and all of my amazing people that have my back I've shared some pretty personal, intimate things. It's been really scary. It's been really hard. And over the last couple of months, I've had maybe five or six women reach out and say, thank you so much for sharing your story because it makes me feel a little bit 
more empowered to share my own. And this morning I, I shared about my house getting broken into and all the violations that I've felt over this relationship that I've been, I'll be really honest, like I haven't even told you very much about because I've had a lot of shame about it because I personally carry a lot of judgment for, I guess I would consider weak women. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I have felt like a really weak woman in dealing with all this and it's been really scary and really hard and loving someone who I Sorry, there's a car that just drove by. <laughs> I can hear that. Um, I know. I live in Montana. They're all trucks. Right. Um, no, but loving someone who, one, doesn't love you the same way, but two, I honestly, I'm 38 years old. I have been in a lot of relationships I mean, not like long-term intimate relationships, but I've, I've, you know, I've dated and you've been in long-term. I've been been about three long-term relationships. Yeah. Over the course of my life. And what's funny is this seems like one of the most insignificant in regards to the experiences we had, the love that we shared Um, but this also is the hardest. It's been the hardest. It's been the worst breakup I've ever had. I've never owned property with anyone. I've never, um, I've never gone through fertility treatment with anyone and the violation of knowing that someone has been video surveillancing me and literally in my home when I'm not present has been really scary and really hard. And what's crazy is I lived in Denver for so many years and I had, my house was broken into once while I lived there. Um, my car had been broken into, um, when I lived in Denver as well. And I felt so violated. And I thought the violation was the fact that you don't know the person that was in there. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they saw. You don't know what they took. Right. Mm -hmm. And last night when I when I got a hold of you, we were supposed to podcast. Well, I, th- I, I think I was bawling when I was on the phone with you. It was such a surreal yeah. experience to know that. Right. That's that someone who literally told me that they loved me and didn't want to hurt me. Who a week ago told me that, uh, you know, they didn't want to hurt me and I wish we could move forward amicably. And we set out a plan to do that and to end everything amicably and try to get us financially unentangled. And it like, it totally, totally breaks my heart. And it's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever dealt with. And I feel like I'm rambling about it, but I just, I don't even know if I have words because it's so raw and it's so new. And maybe I need to address this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I, well, I know that the things that people have told me over the course of time is, um, you know, you're so strong, you'll get through this or you'll land on your feet or you know, sharing things about the abuse, uh, over social media and literally getting text messages, ironically, mainly from men 
that say this isn't an appropriate platform to air your dirty laundry. Huh. And I don't feel like it's dirty laundry because, like I said, I had a few women reach out over the course of the last couple of months with little tidbits of things that I've shared. But today I shared exactly what happened and the fear I've been living in and how I've been able to, I'm trying really hard to detangle from an, uh, an emotionally and financially abusive alcoholic. So that's interesting that you were saying that the majority, what was it all men that were saying? I had, you I had talk- one woman tell me that it was inappropriate. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. And one woman told me it was inappropriate, but that was at a previous um, hmm. post. And, mm-hmm. and then somebody passive aggressively saying, nobody should be airing their duty laundry, but it was, you know, it was literally right after a post at, on Facebook. And then, um, and I've never shared names. I've never shared exact details, but um, yeah, I, three men told me that it was not the place. And so I'm that's sorry, interesting because, yeah, I'm sorry you're I, going through this, but this isn't the appropriate platform. Well, as soon as you say, but you're negating what that first half of that sentence is. <laughs> exactly. You, you can't say, I'm sorry, you're going through this, but you shouldn't talk about it. So you aren't actually sorry that somebody's going through this. Um, and it's also interesting to me that it would be men to say that when maybe they exhibit that same style of behavior and it's triggering them to respond that way. Yeah, it's it's interesting. These are men that I'm obviously friends with on on social media, might not have a close relationship with, but who probably showed up in a yoga class or something to that effect. And um, well, they have some aggressive tendency if they felt the need to say that to you, and then that all that does is and you know put you down even further. Well, what's interesting about the way that each of them reached out was, hey. I know you're great and amazing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sorry to hear about this, but this isn't the right platform because this makes people uncomfortable or this, um, this could bite you in the ass or this could, uh, this made them uncomfortable because they do yeah. this. That or, this is a pattern or because of our society, the way that our society is about, right. Women don't speak up about, I, I right. get, comfortable. I know I get uncomfortable when I see things like this on Facebook. Oh, do you? I've had several friends who have posted really dark, intimate things that I have, you know, maybe responded with an emoji of sad face or something and moved on. I I've been that person. I've been the non-empathetic person. I've been judgmental about it. I mean, <laughs> we've had a couple episodes where you can tell that I'm the judgmental one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, but what are you judging though? When they're saying it's, I, I don't feel I think, when I see a post like that, I don't necessarily, um, give, I, I might drop a, a heart or a sad face or hugs or something like that because saying, well, you're a strong woman, you'll get through it is to me the same as saying you shouldn't air your laundry. It's not helping. 
by telling someone in a weak state, in a weakened state, not in a weak state, but in a very vulnerable, weakened state, different, different things, um, that they're stronger than that. And I think that that to me also takes away their power of that emotion of feeling sad and feeling that abuse and being able to go through that. So I don't, I let them just go through that. And, you know, maybe you could say something like, I, you know, I, I understand, or I'm here for you, but I, I feel like by saying you're a strong person is just the same as saying you shouldn't be talking about this because it's taking away that emotion that you're experiencing. Yeah. This is saying that like, you can handle this fucking crazy bullshit, right? Someone is literally scaring you and you right and sometimes you can't always handle it and there's nothing wrong with that and I I really feel like we've broken through have have had great strides over the last only few years um where it is okay to express that that feeling of sadness and that you aren't always okay and, and I, and that's okay to do. So, um, fuck those people <laughs> on both sides. <laughs> you know what makes me so sad is that some of these people that have told me that are these people that I love so much that have been there for me in the past for other things. And maybe we're not as close as we used to be anymore or the people that have gone through the same thing. No, the, um, some of the, you're strong, you'll get through this. I just think that's just such a caveat boiler statement. It's so lame. It's lame since we're talking about lame words tonight. Well, if you had written on my Facebook page or if you had texted me or called me and said, Sarah, you're strong. I know you're going to get through this. I would have told you to fuck off because you and I have that relationship. Right. But, but that's why I didn't. Well, and I know that you know this, I do know this about you and you know this about you. So why, why not let you go through this? I had to listen to you cry last night. I know what's going on. <laughs> I don't mean it. And you, like, you got to hear me snot nose crying. I'm just yeah. kind of like, like drunk weeping right now. <laughs> I'm so over it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if you need to go through this right now. And I'm, I'm supporting, I am being supportive by listening. If you call me at three in the morning, well, I won't answer because I have my phone on do not disturb. <laughs> just, just know that I would have if I didn't, but um, it's, you have to go through this emotion. You have to. So to just bury, bury it, I was going to say bury, bury it. And because you're clearly from fucking what, Wisconsin? I don't know. Apparently I go to Iowa for four days and I'm just full Midwest. <laughs> Goddamn Midwest. <laughs> um, but uh, you have to go through this. So uh, you just, I, I think people that say that have good intentions. They think they do, but they, they really don't. It just, to me, it, it's more annoying. It feels like when, you know, when you're casually walking by someone on the sidewalk and you say, Hey, how's it going? And right. expecting them to say, good, you, and that right. being like, good. And then like literally not breaking stride. Right. Right. 
but that's I what I typically don't say that if people ask me that even strangers I'm like oh I don't know it's been kind of a stressful day and they don't know what to say after that absolutely not they have no and what they should say is oh man that sucks do you know what I kind of had a stressful day too well how about we high five maybe a hug and uh maybe our day will get better what's wrong with that instead everyone's like oh I didn't actually really want to know okay so tonight we're talking about um words that yoga words that annoy us <laughs> yeah so I guess I just I just needed to <laughs> I just needed to get that out I it's not a it's not a yoga phrase or a yoga word but if you fucking walk up to me and tell me that you're strong and you're gonna get through this or you're strong and you're amazing or whatever I, I don't need to hear that <laughs> I right I, I need you to say I hear you and right really sorry that I didn't know what you were going through and I'm really sorry that you felt so much shame and embarrassment and humiliation that you didn't want to share what this person was doing to you in the way that he was belittling you and you don't air your dirty laundry about your relationships to your friends because your friends are always going to take your side. You know, right. when Tom had problems, I was like, fucking get rid of him. And I love Tom. And I think Tom is a fucking amazing human being. And I love that he's in your life. And he's been really supportive of us in this podcast. Yes. But he needs, he needs but remember, to get, uh... I hated him for like five minutes because he wasn't nice to you for five minutes, you know? Right. More like five years, but <laughs> <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding, Tom. <laughs> right under the bus. <laughs> Um, yeah you know what I mean I just right I agree with that statement because a lot of times we only complain about our significant others and only share and then when your girlfriends don't like them then all of a sudden you have all these amazing traits about them that you love so, and that, and it's hard to convince them of that because all you're doing is crying to them about this, that, and the other. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. And I think also that might come with age, at least it did with me. So uh, recognizing that and just, if there really is an issue that uh, I do think you do need to get things out, obviously. Um, and maybe sometimes sharing that with a girlfriend can show some perspective uh, or shed some light or just even just getting it off your chest and then you can come back to the situation a little bit clearer but um, I definitely don't talk to people about every little thing that's annoying because then that's there's no point in that and then you're just um, harboring and holding on to this negativity that well, and then your um, friends are just like, well, he's such a douchebag. Why right? are you with them? Right. Yeah. And right. then, yeah. And that's, that's the pattern that, that, he, that forms. And, you know, yeah. I, I really, I don't remember where I, where I read this, but it was something about how, you know, we don't wake up every day and feel good about ourselves. Right. We, we don't wake up every day and say, I'm beautiful. I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. I'm going to go kick some ass today. And it's okay to wake up. you know, not every day and feel that way about your partner and about your relationship. And that's just a pattern of life. That that doesn't mean that you're in a bad relationship. It just means that you're human. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. I've been having a few rough days at work. Um, there's a rumor circulating around that I said something to a client, uh, and this was all assumption. Mm-hmm. And it's not true, but somebody thinks that. And so now it has spread like wildfire that now it is basically truth and that I never had a chance to squash that because I wasn't part of the initial conversation. Right. And so initially yesterday when all this surfaced, I didn't care because I, I knew I didn't do these things. So right. whatever. Uh, but now it's coming back out of, it, it's, it's gone out of my office and into other offices out of state. Oh my God. Yeah. And so now I'm pissed. <laughs> and now I would like to um, email these adults that are older than me. And say, hey, can we cut this high school crap? And if you have a question for me, about me, I would love to answer it for you. Uh, But at this point, it is spread so far that it's now truth, regardless Mm -hmm. of what I say. And um, so it's kind of like that same thing of this, this negativity that harbors and I don't know. I'm trying, I'm trying to let it, let it roll off my back, uh, and be that strong woman. <laughs> but oh, okay, that's, that's phrase number one, fuck strong women, fuck but, strong independent women. Right. We all know that you're that, so we don't need to fucking talk about it. Right. Exactly. Um, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know. I had a point and I've, I've forgotten what it was. I do that often. <laughs> no, but I see the similarities. It's this, it's the conversation of assumptions. Yeah. And just, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I was going somewhere with that, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Have another cocktail. I, yeah. Maybe I'll remember then. I always do that. And then like an hour later, oh yeah, I remember. And it's not significant anymore. <laughs> well, you know what else we usually do an hour into the podcast? Is announce who we are and yeah. all that. We already did. You did it this I, already. I think I just like, said that we're Namaste and Rosé. I don't think we said who we are. Hi, I'm Tally. Hi, I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the shit show we call Namaste and Rosé. <laughs> it's true. Welcome. Do you like to cry into your wine with us? Um, yeah, so, this is a, sorry. This was a heavier episode. And oh my God, I'm working on saying I'm sorry. I'm really trying to not say I'm sorry. That's part of the language of a victim. And it's actually a language of women primarily of apologizing on a continuum. Oh, yeah, we apologize all the time. What's interesting to me is I do hear you saying it often mm-hmm. and you were the one in teacher training that said never apologize mm-hmm. never say yeah, sorry I'm really good in my professional life to never fucking apologize. I know you should you should maybe practice what you teach in yoga teacher training what that's crazy <laughs> uh, be authentic sarah oh let's get to word number 1 <laughs>
So yeah, shit yogis say. I mean, well, what's ironic about all of this is it's all shit that Tally and I've probably been guilty of saying um, at one point or another, just trying things on for size or maybe really relating to a word. But yeah, authentic. I don't know why that word bothers me so much because if I'm not being authentic, who else am I being? You know, like be your authentic self. Let an authentic expression of the posture happen. Let what else do you hear? Like you're off, speaking your authentic truth or right being authentic or, you know, I've heard of a yoga studio that has a tagline of, you know, authentic yoga. It's like, what the fuck is that? Is there, an, is there a fake yoga? Is there a non-authentic yoga? I don't know. Those well, p- perhaps there is, especially in the world of social media. Okay. Are you really being authentic? are you really like is authentic only showing the beautiful poses and you on a beach like remember we were talking about that Instagram model that you were following and you deleted because everything was about how you know I don't know anything about life but I love that we give her the same voice every time Um, (laughs) I don't know anything about life but I'm having a great drink on the beach and I look gorgeous in my bikini and this is what life's all about you know right um so I guess, it, who, who also would hashtag be authentic, be your authentic self. Exactly. And I, I don't. Is it I, authentic? And then that brings me to, to social media. Like one of the things I love about the people that I am friends with and I follow on social media is because I get to see every side of them. I am yeah. obsessed with, um, oh, who is it? I, she's got papaya in her name. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um, Oh, I have to look it up right this second. What was the bird's papaya? Have you followed her? Bird's papaya? No. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, that woman is a goddamn goddess, and (laughs) I, I love her. She posts photos of her in her swimwear with cellulite and her, you know, and she is absolutely stunning and breathtaking and gorgeous. And her and her husband have this beautiful relationship. She's got uh, a kiddo, maybe more than one, but um. And I love how real she is. And I feel like any other person that is sharing the things that she's sharing would annoy the fuck out of me. But the fact that she's standing there in a one piece bathing suit showing off her, you know, her imperfect body makes me mm-hmm. love her so much more. And I feel so relatable because she is, she's gorgeous inside, inside and out. And so anyway, huh. I think she has a podcast too. I haven't listened to it yet. It's called The Bird's Papaya. So if you get a chance, check that out, Tally. I think, I think it's up our alley, but I started following her and a few others that just like motivate and inspire me. And, you know, they're real. I'm so sick of the constant bombardment of perfect yoga poses. And I'm not saying that I don't love those because I do love seeing beautiful yoga poses because they push me and challenge me in my own practice. They've taught me how to do, you know, how to work up to poses that I haven't been capable of doing. You know, they've inspired me continue my practice on the mat Mm -hmm. but where's the realness you can't be happy and perfect all the time I'm constantly reminded of Rumi's guest house our emotions come and go we're not perfect beings all the time my life's a shit show and I love when I walk through those yoga studio doors right now because I get to leave my shit show outside and I get to really be me you know my quote-unquote authentic self but (laughs) my authentic self is still outside that door dealing with all the shit too. Right. So how do we reconcile that? Well, I think, well, I think in a 
form of social media, you don't, unless you, I'm not really on there as much as I used to be. Um, I stopped following people who just weren't inspiring. I think those are the best ways to get around that. And then as humans, we have, we have the ability to read people even through social media on, okay, are they being authentic, your word, or, um, <laughs> or not? Don't call my word, that's bullshit. Well, okay, well, real or authentic are the same okay. words, and you seem to be fine with using real. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think it's just the word, but um, I think those are the first steps, and to not compare yourself, which has been really hard on so many people. Um, I think it's been hard on you and I as well. Oh, I'm in, I'm including myself in people that for sure, uh, getting older and looking at people and how seemingly perfect everything is. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm just not, I don't care anymore and I'm not very, I'm not that interested and you know, it's, it's the struggle yeah, of not just the wisdom of age that we just stop giving two shits. Like, yeah, it's kind of awesome. I love it. (laughs) I love it, but there's also that little whisper in the back of my ear still. Well, and that might always be. I have body image issues, you know? I'm like, right. Because we remember what we did look like and what we were capable of. And God, I'm making us sound like we're beach whales, but. um, And 75. Yeah. Yeah, Nothing like two packs. Yeah. Right. And, I I noticed something today, and I don't know if this is off topic or not. Well, fuck it. We always go off topic. <laughs> but what? Segue? What? <laughs> I personally never live in the present moment. Really? Yeah. I was thinking about that today, that I never, not even when I'm having a good time. Even yeah. when I'm having a good time, I'm thinking about well, what if this happened? What if this scenario happens? And it could be even better. Or what if it's worse? Yes. I realized that today. I have a really big problem with, oh, if I just did this, I would be happier. I'm re I, I, it kind of really smacked me in the face today. Yeah, that's total bullshit. I know it's, it's worse than I thought. I mean, it's Hmm. down to, you know, I, I know we joke about this when, when we've traveled that while we're eating breakfast, we're wanting to know what's for lunch. And while yeah, we're eating lunch, just we because you and I really love to eat. Well, right. But it goes, that's me every single day. In like every um, moment. Yeah. I wanted this job so anxiety? bad. Like, I mean, how do you feel when you are like that? I don't, I don't even, I didn't even recognize that it was on such a, larger scale until about an, I don't know, two hours ago. (laughs) Like this is all a realization that I'm having. So now that I've realized that it is a really bad habit that I've put myself into that I need to, I don't know, maybe go do neurosculpting and retrain my brain and enjoy what's happening right now. I 
yeah, it's, it's really weird. Maybe that's a form of anxiety that I'm, I didn't know was apparent. Maybe it is. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's possible. What's really interesting when you say that it brings me back to a time and you, you knew me back then when I, well, right before I met you, when I started my first yoga studio, I literally had to borrow like $20 from someone to put in the cash register at the studio, like on my opening week, you know, because I, yeah, I don't have any money in the till, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had nobody walk into my studio in the first week. And then, you know, I had a few regulars from other studios that had like trickled in over the next couple of weeks. And none of my other teachers were very successful. Um, You know, it was a month of like intense struggle. I remember my kiddo was little at the time, probably five. I had him at my mom's house in Arvada, which, you know, from downtown Denver is about a 20, 30 minute drive. Well, now it's like a 30, 45 minute drive. (laughs) At the time it was like 20 minutes from my house and my studio. And I remember being so tired because I had worked from like 6am until 10pm, like literally every day of the week. And was having my mom help me with my, with my son. And I don't, you know, that moment when you're driving and then all of a sudden you're where you you're supposed to be. And you're like, wait, I don't recall driving. You know, like you were definitely asleep at the wheel and you have no idea how you didn't get into a car accident. Yeah. So that happened. And I remember pausing and having like an intense anxious moment because I was like, Oh my God, my child's in the car. I'm exhausted. We're just pulling up at home. And I don't even remember picking my kid up a half an hour ago. Right. Um, and I have to do this all over again in about six more hours. Like, I just remember that. And I remember saying to myself, and I even wrote it down and I still have the piece of paper today. And it said, this is going to be the time that I remember I struggled mm. and to be able to look back at the struggle. And that is what kept me really present. Um, and I remember years later, even a couple of years later when things were going really well with the studio, you know, at this point I had met you, I had several studio locations, you know, my love life was great. My child was thriving. My business was going great. I was able to take time off and travel. Everything in my life was exactly like I wanted it. And I paused. And I remember looking at that piece of paper that said, this is the time I'm going to remember the struggle. And I remembered that struggle and it, helped me be fully present and take advantage of that moment that I had for that amount of time when things felt absolutely perfect. Nice. So I don't know. It really helped me. Maybe you recognize that you're in a struggle right now and the struggle, the struggle of being present. And if you can sit with it for a moment and do a contemplation, you know, we talked about how often do we meditate recently on our social media page and we didn't get a lot of response on that. I've had a daily practice for a long time now. It hasn't been always strong, but I've had a daily practice of of sitting and meditating and working through contemplations. And I wonder if you did that, if that would help you identify what it is that you're not being present about and what you're, what you feel like you're missing out on. Cause when you're not present, there's this moment of FOMO, right? Your fear of of missing out on something, Mm -hmm. you know, from where I sit, you have manifested everything that you've asked for so far. I know. And now I don't want it. (laughs) I know. I know. Isn't that funny? I really wanted this job and it's, 
it's, I feel like it's one of those, be careful what you wish for. No, it's not terrible. And I can pay the bills finally and feel like a professional archeologist, but it's, I'm drained. And that could be as simple as, as that, that it doesn't matter which job it was that it's just draining. Yeah. Um, well, when you spend that much time doing something, it is draining. And right. what I've learned is it doesn't matter how much or how little money I make, I seem to always get by on the same amount. Right. My studio is making $1,000 a month. I literally paid myself $1,000 a month. And that was pulling from my everything I had. You know, I've made over $10,000 a month. My studio at one point was making $50,000 a month I per studio. <laughs> Right. Um, I wasn't pocketing that money I was building, but no amount of, I can tell you financially, no amount of money fixes anything. And that's such a weird thing to say for somebody that right now is sitting in like fucking financial despair at the moment. Right. I, I do recognize, yes, money could help my situation right now, but throwing money at a problem doesn't ever fix it. That is definitely true. I think also for me is I've basically been gone all summer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. which is which is kind of why you took this job so you wouldn't have to be which is frustrating yeah that could be part of it too so yeah that was a good segue or caveat yeah yeah it sound off topic. I know but you know it's it was something that was on my mind that I, I was walking up the stairs earlier and just kind of hit me that I'm always in this state of what's next, yeah. even in relationships. Yeah. I am. No, it's, I al- it's always what's next. Who's around the corner? Not that I'm searching, but it, it is always what's, oh, what's around the corner for what's, relationships. what's better. What would be better? Yeah. There's always something better. And that's not necessarily true. What, what if what I have right now, everything is better right now. It would be better if I moved to Washington because I've always wanted to move to Washington. I know I would be happier and better there. Would I? Probably not because I would just carry the same, Yeah. what if this is better? (laughs) Well, maybe you would reminisce about how wonderful Colorado was. Right. I mean, and come on, like with my friends that were here over the weekend, I was like, okay, I really have to think about this. I, we, Red Rocks Amphitheater is four miles from my house. Right. <laughs> like I, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. That in and of itself right there is amazing there. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So that's just <laughs> been my struggle lately. Well, now I sound spoiled. A big share. I mean, I think a lot of people are discontent. So my opinion is that, you know, being discontent creates movement. So I think it's okay to be present and planning. Um, but it sounds like you're missing the presence part, but you know, I'm the kind of person that always has a plan B, C, D, and E. I mean, that's how I ended up in Montana. You know, I seem to never have a plan for what actually happens, but I have three other plans that would have worked seamlessly if only one thing had gone wrong instead of three, you know? Right. The way that I see it is, is you need to take a little bit of time and, and examine that. I think the you know, I don't know if you ever read Aziz Ansari's book. Uh, what was it about love? Do you love and dating? Do you remember that book? I'm trying to remember. I did not read it, but I know what you're talking about. God, what is it called? 
Oh my God. People are yelling at their radios right now. Um, <laughs> modern romance. That's what it's called. Modern romance. Okay. And I love the part where he's talking about how, you know, originally people dated people from their hometown or whatever, you know, and like, they didn't know the grass was always greener because there was no social media to show them there was right. any more grass. <laughs> right. And so, you know, he was even saying just picking a restaurant is a difficult challenge because he gets on Yelp or any kind of review site and he's like, oh, this place has good noodles, but this place has better curry, but this place has this or this place, you know what I mean? So and true. It's just this comparison over and over again. And no matter what you order, you're going to be disappointed because you didn't order the thing that was recommended or the thing, you know what I mean? There's so, right. I don't know. I, I feel like that's relatable on a lot of levels um, with careers. I see a lot of friends of mine traveling the world now and being in my, oh God, I almost said late thirties, being 38 <laughs> and, and seeing that now when before social media is when I did a lot of my extensive travel, not, not before social media, but before it really, like I really gave two shits about it or, or tried to interact too much on it. Um, you know, I remember, you know, traveling through Belize and having a hotmail account and calling on a, on a calling card, you know, right. <laughs> and not have, and having a, literally a film camera and carrying CDs and a Walkman around like a CD Walkman. And, you know, being, you're more present in those traveling moments. I feel because you literally have to rely on yourself. You don't get to jump on Facebook and see where, where the party's at or, or check in with how your sister's doing back home or, you know, you don't even get to see what your friends are doing while you're gone or you don't get to share your story in immediate time. Right. And now you do. And I see a lot more people solo traveling, which fucking kudos. I am so excited more people are traveling because the more we travel, the more we expand our cultural knowledge. And we recognize that we're not, so, you know, we, we recognize that we're a bunch of selfish assholes and we could probably do a little better. Right. Right. So, you know, and it minimi and it also minimizes the stupid shit that we think is taking over our lives. Like, you know, I'm suffering in this horrible relationship that I got out of. Uh, but you know, a million people are or more are suffering in way worse ways than I am. So I can just shut the fuck up and back off about it, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing all these posts of people traveling and sharing these stories of their solo travel, but my question is, are you really solo if you're constantly sharing it? Like, I don't feel like that's present, being present by sharing it constantly. And I, and I do go through these phases with my retreats because I want people to see the fun we're having and sign up for my next one, you know, kind of a situation. And it's this fine line to walk as a professional, but as somebody personally that traveled in their, you know, in their early twenties and well, throughout my twenties and well, throughout my life, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. But seeing the shift, and I still kind of am in old school mode. Like, I do rely on other people to, like, I might be poo-pooing the fact that people are on social media and posting photos, but, like, I'm pretty sure I relied wholly on you and Gretchen for all photos in Bali. You know what I mean? And, right. And for all photos at this or that or the other. Like, I rely on other people. So I'm, I'm obviously still... I'm, I'm gaining the benefits from you not being present while I get to be present. And that doesn't feel right. 
So I don't know. That's just been, that's just been me. And I don't know if, it, if it's me, like as a twinge of jealousy that I'm not traveling right now. I mean, which is silly because I, I am, I'm, you know, I'm headed out of the country again in a, in a month. Yeah. It, it's just an interesting thing to see when, again, it might be envy and jealousy because I traveled alone in my early twenties when nobody wanted to travel with me, you know, my dad, he might not have been a great parent, but the one thing that my dad did teach me was that travel is the one thing you spend money on that you get richer. And absolutely. Yeah. And that has stuck with me over and over and over until the end of time, it will stick with me. And I'm so appreciative of him giving me my wanderlust, but at the same time, I'm sad that I didn't get to share it with a significant other or a group of friends or on fucking social media. So people can tell me how fucking awesome my life looks because I'm in, you know, Prague or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's that attention seeking, isn't it? It is. That yeah. definitely is. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange beast that we've created. <laughs> All right. Should we get back to other words? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kelly, I was just being authentic with, um, here it is. With, you were. You were speaking totally my you. truth. I was speaking my truth. You totally were speaking your truth. I have, um, I have, well, I have a few. Uh, one is. Wait, speaking your truth was not a fucking line for you? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know. I guess I don't mind those they don't get under my skin what does is a pronunciation when yoga yoga teachers say exhale instead of exhale wait what do they say i i hear so many teachers say exhale (laughs) and it it almost makes me want to walk out of the room (coughs) it's nails on a chalkboard you oh you don't hear that well i hear because as a teacher trainer, I hear passive language more than anything. And so I hear exhaling and that is like nails on a chalkboard for me. Oh, or yeah. when people say rise your right leg or rise your arms. No, 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 no. That's poor grammar. Thank you. Oh, grammar. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that could be a nervous. Um, oh, it totally. Nervous. I remember I said something when I was practicing. Uh, we were about to teach or something and I was practicing with two other girls and I said something like it was almost very churchy, which I'm not a church goer. It was like, where the hell did that come from? But it was like, we now rise. It was so weird. And I just stopped and started laughing. It was like, let us rise and place our hands by our hearts or something. And I was like, what the hell? It was so funny. It was like, clearly I was nervous and stumbling upon my words, but I, I do hear, um, a lot of people say exhale versus exhale with an E they use an (laughs) A and that's just, that's more of a caddy thing. Um, but I just thought we're here to be caddy. It's totally fine. Well, and, and, you know, no, I just, no, uh-uh. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> but uh, I, it, and to lighten the mood only because uh, we've been getting so deep this last hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I remember that was one that, that uh, 
is silly to me. Exhale. Exhale. That's an interesting one. Well, yeah, oh, you're going to hear it all that you'll hear it. Well, hear now it I'm so going to pay attention for it. I'm oh, definitely yeah. listening you'll for hear it, it. Yeah, without doubt. <laughs> you will. Um, okay. So I couldn't even get under your skin with, I'm just speaking my truth. Like when people are total fucking assholes and they're like, but I'm just speaking my truth because I need to be my authentic self. <laughs> no. Yeah. It, uh, I don't hear it used in a passive aggressive way, maybe as much as you do. Um, oh, whoa. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm saying like the way that you said it, I don't really hear it that way. Okay. I've heard it more of like, as like a person, as a personal thing, Hey, mm-hmm. speak your truth, make sure you're speaking your truth, yeah, like more you know, of an internal thing. What's funny in my teacher trainings, I have a whole series on speaking your truth. It's part of my building block series. And when you speak your truth, that's, you know, that's when your quote unquote authentic voice comes out. <laughs> um, God, I hate that I use this fucking terminology on a daily basis. Uh, but you know, What I don't like is when people use the terms, I'm speaking my truth in order to squash what you just said. You know what I mean? Like the. Yeah, you were saying it in more of a. That's what I was saying. You were experiencing it in more of a passive aggressive way. I've experienced that word as an intern, as somebody saying an internal way of be sure you are speaking your truth, as in like make sure I am speaking my truth when I'm yeah, talking. Like, let me get into that show into that like throat chakra lady, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. No. And I, I'm all for it, but I do hear it often used in yoga speak, you know, in a class right. it doesn't bother me in a conversation. I can't, I have literally been fired by two studios, by two studio owners who, who loved using speaking their truth and, um, essentially their truth was, Hey, I don't want to pay you the money that I owe you. So I'm going to just do this instead. You know, like that's, that was their truth was, I don't want to pay you, but they wanted to say, I'm speaking my truth because I need to come from authentic healing place and blah, blah, blah. Oh, you know, that's, that's probably why that verbiage gets under my skin, but I could see that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's fucking hilarious, you know? But yeah, that's, that's why that one gets to me. But the other one that, um, that I, I get frustrated with is when people are like, you do you, you know, like, yeah, live your best life. you yeah. live your best life. And, and again, it, it seems like so many yoga terms are used kind of passive aggressively. Well, I feel like these are white people western terms well yeah I mean hello yeah 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 uh and I think maybe that's where the the root of all of this stems from is um people thinking that they sound still in a peaceful yoga way but they're actually being very abusive and aggressive when Mm -hmm. you using a term like you do you, or I'm just speaking my truth. I'm honoring myself or something yeah. to that nature. Um, it, if it, if it's in that tone and it's all about tone as well, just like when your experience with speaking your truth is different than mine, it's, yeah. it's all in the tone of how it was delivered. 
and I think that that is something that we should all be more aware of when we're saying that. And, and I do feel like if you are going to say something passive aggressively, then you are aware. Of it. <coughs> I also feel like you should just get it out, whatever you yeah. want to say, because I'm, I'm just more aggressive <laughs> than passive aggressive. I'm either passive or I'm aggressive. So either I don't care about what's going on or I totally care and I will let you know about it. But those two combinations, <laughs> I am not a, a fan of expressing myself in that way, or at least I don't think I do. And I hope I don't and would hope to be called out on it in case I do accidentally uh, passively, aggressively say something to someone, but I would hope not because that would just bleh. Right. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, one one word that we have talked about pretty extensively, a little bit, I guess, is tribe. The use of tribe because we we refer to our Kula as our tribe, our students as our tribe, our community as a tribe. And I really love that you bring kind of a cultural appropriation um, take on it from a Native American history standpoint because of your archaeology background. And I would love it if you could. Because, you know, what's interesting is I've used the term a lot because I, I love how it feels. I love the sound of the word. I love what it embodies. Right. And it wasn't until you first brought it to my attention that it was culturally appropriated um, that I was like, oh, fuck. You know? Right. Well, and it, it does have like this really great solidarity behind it, especially the way that we think of it as. Uh, and, and I agree with you, we do have these feelings of happiness and togetherness and um, community when we do use that word. However, it's, it's white people taking this word that, that people have been abused because they were in one <laughs> for even now even today. So that's where I, we, we like the word. I, it has just come to my attention probably within the last two years. I, even I've said, I've hashtagged it. Probably, yeah. You could probably go back to two, three years ago when I really started using Instagram that I, I, one of the hashtags I used to say a lot was your uh, vibe attracts your tribe. Right. And um, I hear that a lot. Yeah. And that's, that might be on the list too. <laughs> oh, and that one, that one really pisses me off because that's saying that like, I'm a shitty person if shitty things happen to me. Right. Right. You know, so, I'm a little sensitive about that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you could also see, you know, I always saw it in a positive way, like, oh, well, my positive vibes are attracting that positive tribe. Well, and, yeah, and I want to agree with that too, because that's how you and I are friends. Well, right. And, and well, and this is also our perspective of it. But then when Native Americans are like, hey, assholes, <laughs> you shouldn't use that word because we're actually in one and we've been persecuted for being in one for thousands of years at this point um, between other tribes and other, you know, right. since we've been here a couple hundred years. Um, and so I've backed off on that same with like, 
tipsy soul, <laughs> things like that, which is leaning more on more cultural appropriation talk. Um, I have a shirt that I bought that I loved that says gypsy soul on it. And as soon as I got it and put it on, I was like, oh my God, I can't wear this. <laughs> so yeah. And so it's like, oh, maybe I'll just wear it around the house doing dishes because it's offensive. Right. Um, so, but that just goes into other things, but you're right. Like tribe is really a big yoga word. Yeah. Um, more so than gypsy, I, I imagine, but, um, and that I really do think, you know, like I said, even, um, in booty, they say it and I, right. I hate a lot. They, they say it. a lot. It's, it's they how do. they refer to it as the, the booty tribe. Right. And it's, I, I don't like, I wish they wouldn't do that. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, I love booty and I love, I, I'm, a certified booty instructor. And, um, I, you won't see me using that one. I'll use their other ones, sweat with intention and all those well, other things. My question but, as two white women talking about yoga right, is, you know, and we have a whole episode that you and I have been building anxiety about, about cultural appropriation to be yeah. announced when we decide to do that one at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. And you know, when is it in this situation, like when is it culturally appropriating? Maybe this is a conversation for that day, but you know, the, the whole conversation of cultural appropriation, again, I'm a white girl talking about this, so I have absolutely no leg to stand on, but, um, when, when is it just, you know, the whole, um, flattery is the best form of what or no uh no what is the what is that fucking saying when people uh oh imitation is the best form of flattery you know right like hey you have a word that's so fucking awesome about how much of a family unit you guys are and we want to take that word and use it to describe how much of a family unit we want to be in yoga like well that you but you just said it is we want to take it and make it our own just like we but is it to do is it, but isn't that the evolution of linguistics too uh, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Only because, because <laughs> when when because we are the oppressor taking from the oppressed. I get it. I get it. So I think that's why. Not, I think that is why, um, and, and, and we do think it's cool and no, we aren't trying to be the oppressor, but we, we are without right, we're not realizing doing it, it in any kind of conscious manner. And that in itself right. makes it an, un, like a, a right. pretty city act. I get it. Right. Exactly. So that would be why with saying something like tribe, I, I mean, I get it. I love, I love that language too. It's just not ours. Right. So we have to think of something else. <laughs> right. No. But that's the other thing is white people are boring and we steal from others continuously and well, take it for I mean, our own. I don't have a fucking <laughs> authentic bone in my body, Tally. <laughs> so. Namaste. Uh, speaking of, uh, I, you know, back in, I think it was like 2012 or 2013, there was a HuffPost article 
um, surviving Whole Foods. Do you remember that? I feel like you and I had a conversation about it. It was a long yeah, time. that sounds familiar. Yeah, well, it what I just found the article again. It's been updated recently, and um, it's really funny. Uh, I just there's an excerpt from it, and um, you know, she's talking about the whole like she's asking a guy that works at Whole Foods for you know, where the bread is or something. And he's like, yeah, the poison referring to the gluten or something is, you know, an aisle five or whatever, you know? And, um, he's wearing a fucking visor. She's talking about how douchey he is because he's wearing a visor indoors and his visor says namaste. And she says something like, you would think that namaste was a uh, Sanskrit for go fuck yourself. Right. And, I do remember that. Yeah. And she ends the article. It's just so funny. She ends the article with her, you know, spending like $300 at the cash register checkout. And, um, when the, the shitty, you know, check, you know, cashier girl who is kind of like, you know, snide and rings her in for everything. And, you know, so she, as on her way out, she gives the cashier a namaste, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, kind of like, and I, I thought that that was so funny because we're called Namaste and Rosé. And I think we picked that because we were drinking and doing headstands at one point, probably. Um, what, how did we pick our name? I we were just... We drinking. were... No, we were eating at... Uh, what is that? The sushi, sushi Motomaki. Or... Oh, my favorite fucking place ever. Yes. We were sitting there. We were coming up with... Um, names and kind of silly names but that were catchy and you know kind of the same thing it's it's really offensive to say namaste bitches namaste y'all which I say all the time Um, oh and we have a group on namaste called the namaste bitches (laughs) right and and we know which is why we've done it because it's the irony of it and maybe people don't get that but we do do yoga. We do drink wine and rosé and we are white people that not not saying, Oh, we're going to, this is what we're going to do. And that's it. It's, it's kind of an irony in the name to me is not only is it catchy and, and we do yoga and drink wine, but it's also like, we are guilty of all these things too. And that's kind of what we've been talking about this whole time is almost making fun of ourselves and guilty of these things that almost making fun of ourselves i'm pretty sure this entire <laughs> podcast is dedicated to us. <laughs> yeah it's it's all about being our authentic self oh for fuck's sake <laughs> yes. well you know what's okay so we just talked about cultural appropriation with tribe for native you know native americans but you know namaste literally means like in Sanskrit or, you know, in Hinduism, it means, you know, I bow to the divine in you. And I hear a lot of people say, you know, like the light in me sees the light in you. That's not what it's, that's not what it's. Right. What the fuck? Well, and isn't it also, um, it's more of a greeting and we do it in a closing. Yeah. It's a, it's a respectful greeting, um, when giving a namaskar, but, um, but, but we, we seal a class that way. Yeah. In Hindi, it, it's literally like saying hello to someone. Right. And, you know, if you're greeting an older person, that's the appropriate, you know, I, I would, I don't know as much as I should about, uh, you know, the Hindi language, but, um, or I feel I should, 
But, you know, to me that when you're, you know, you're being respectful to an elder and you say namaste, that's very much like the formal usted, ustedes. Right. I think I, I could totally be making that up because I No, I don't. I I do know that it's more of a greeting. And for a very long time, I was thinking it was more like aloha, where you can say it at the, at the hello or a goodbye. Uh, But I'm learning more that it's that it is more that it should be said at the beginning of class and not at the end of class yeah so well uh, but at the beginning you know it's done to seal the class when we're teaching and it literally like I'm bowing to you like I'm bowing humbly to your practice and thank you know thanks for fucking getting your ass to the mat not being right (laughs) maybe Uh, I'll say that tomorrow at my class you know maybe I will to the mat I'm gonna say that tomorrow yeah you know and I (laughs) I've I've heard people say om shanti 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 and I love that you know yeah Namaste feels right to me. It quote unquote feels authentic when I say it, but I, <laughs> it is my thank you. I always say thank you so much for coming and namaste. Like I, I end every class like that with whatever bullshit I say right before, but. Oh, um, it's not bullshit. Don't say well, that. Well, no, I'm just saying like, I, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't come up with it off the cuff of my sleeve right now because you know, it's, it is, it comes from nowhere and the words come out right now. And I end of the class with a namaste. Um, So that's, you know, that's just how I do that. But, you know, what is, what is to not say? And, you know, we've talked a little bit about the podcast. Um, Oh, what was the podcast that we've been talking about? The ones that they literally hate white women. So they hate us. Um, Is Is that the one? They don't hate what, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. Well, no, 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 no. episode is a pretty. That's, that's, no, I wouldn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> yoga is dead. Like, you know, the way that you're defending the word tribe, would they be defending the word namaste when you and I say it is my question. Yeah, yeah I would question say for that. them. Maybe we should talk to them and say, hey, yeah, have a conversation about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I would say that they would say that, um, but they don't hate white women. <laughs> I, I would I would uh yeah they don't they don't hate white women well I would hope not but I have listened to part of their first podcast I, you know what I need to do I need to listen I think they have two episodes out now I'm gonna drive I'm gonna go on a long drive and listen to both of them so um, I think they have six out actually and God, that, I, I I they are I I've I'm like you kind of threw me off by when you said that. Um, <laughs> like, Whoa. I think if you if you get if you feel that way, kind of like what what I was saying earlier when people contacted you mm-hmm. saying you shouldn't say things like that, that there was some weird trigger that happened for yeah. you to react that way, and that a lot of things that other people say may come off as harsh. Yeah but they're coming from a place where they've dealt with it every single fucking oh, day. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And you know what? I did just look them up on the podcast app, and they have three episodes. Um, they're Literally, the, the name of their first episode, Tally, is called White Women Killed Yoga. I know, and we did. I have to agree with that. Well, I, mean, I don't think we killed it. I think that things evolved. Well, it's also very catchy, too. Yeah. 
I'm going to listen to it. Uh, that's going to be my goal. Yeah. This week. That's, you know what? That's our book club this week, Tally. I know we need to do a, uh, we need to get into the book club. Well, situation. we've been talking about it and I have, I have Finding the Midline by Bill Borgen just sitting at my feet right now. I do not have that one. Oh my God. I have six copies. Do you want me to bring you one the next time I see you? Yeah. Okay. Done. Which will be like, what, January? <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm going to see you soon. Um, as some of you know, Tally and I are podcasting through the Zoom app. So if our audio sucks, we, we apologize and we're working on it. Um, that being said, we're going to get into our authentic podcast. Uh, yeah, let's get back to words. Yeah. Did you have any other words besides the ones that people sent us that you can? Um, well, I also do. And we've talked about it already, but self-taught. Is silly oh fuck! I forgot that. Yeah, Todd is really silly, and it it doesn't make any sense to me. And I feel like it's, uh, and I've said this before, like it's a kind of a slap in the face, yeah, yeah, to uh, teachers who have who have dedicated their time and money, and there's no way you were self-taught because somebody you you learned somewhere. Yeah, you you learned on YouTube. You learned from. A, an app on your phone you learned from going to a studio or you learned when you you took dance class when for the first 10 years of your life and then now you're just you're just innately flexible and can yeah. do all the things when you just see a, a photo in a magazine or in yoga journal or something like that um you were blessed with open hips <laughs> yeah yeah and and it's just it's when I see that, I, I really do cringe because you might be flexible, but you're also might be doing that pose wrong or not for the right reason. And I do also like getting back to us teaching yoga as, as white women and, and like, I don't know if we're going to edit or keep (laughs) in what was said about the yoga is dead podcast, but, um, and just, just, I, the difference is, is I think that we really have a, a duty to say why we do this or where it comes from, at least the respect of where it comes from, where the foundation yeah. is. And yeah. I feel like a lot of times that isn't relayed in class and some people are just there for the workout. Um, I really express when I teach the breath And that we're not in a hurry here and to let the body follow the breath. And if it's the other way around, why slow down? Well, the thing is we posted on our Facebook group recently, I think last week or two weeks ago about like what, what really is yoga? Like what makes it a yoga class? Right. Because we've had that conversation about, you know, as meditation yoga, right you know, it's a limb. And but when we in the West refer to yoga, we tend to refer to it as asana, like the going to the yoga class and showing up and moving on my mat. And, you know, every, you know, a lot of the responses we got were that it is, you know, it's, it's that the intermingling of the movement with the breath that, that, that create what is, you know, a traditional yoga class. And I, and, and I really appreciate that, but, you know, coming back to, you know, the whole self-taught thing. If we don't honor our teachers, you know, we don't have a lineage. And if, if that lineage is gone, you know, we don't really have anything left of the practice. Right. Right. And I only know of 
tiny minuscule amount of that lineage and I fully respect it there's there's so much to learn and it's a lifetime of learning and I think if even if you just mention it, it doesn't have to be a whole class on that while you're teaching the poses the asana it's uh, just a um just little hints there and there hey why are you here yeah is it is it just to work well, out or to me that's where your theming comes in you know that's why right. i i teach that theming is so important um i don't True. know it's like, you True. know, we have a whole conversation about that for sure. I know. Yeah. Self-taught. Fuck it. Nobody's self-taught. <gasps> Pay your dues. I don't care if you're fucking like eighth grade history teacher is your guru, like own it. Right. Yeah. So what other, what other, what other words did we get? We got a few. Oh, from... so we, we got a really good list from some people. Yeah. Um, Ian wrote in and, and said, he can't fucking stand the phrase power vinyasa flow. (laughs) And I got such a giggle out of that one because I was like, well, is there any other kind of power? Okay. I get it. Vinyasa flow is like saying like, you know, table Mesa. (laughs) Fucking. Oh, (laughs) yes, exactly. Power vinyasa flow. He, you know, I go, well, what other power is there? Because every power yoga class I've ever been to has been a flow. And I said, I, I responded to him. I said, what is, you know, what do you think of, uh, you know, is there such a thing as something that's not a, a power vinyasa class? And he wrote back CrossFit. And I, I couldn't laugh because he's probably fucking right. Like I had to think about that. And I'm like, you're right. If it doesn't include vinyasa it, and you're quote unquote doing power, like you're probably in a fucking workout class and not. But you know, what's interesting about that though is, Taking a traditional Hatha class, if you're holding a warrior to pose yeah. for two minutes, you're sweating and you're shaking. Oh, for sure, without a and, doubt. And and, you know, and, and sore. classes that have kicked my to- my ass, like right here to Sunday. But Kundalini, uh, your your abs are ripped. <laughs> you're just breathing. Yeah, so. and I always feel breathless in that class. But yeah, and but I, I feel like those are power. <laughs> the fact that you know power is ten, is tended to be more physical and focused on um, the asana movement in a rapid form, you know, where you're moving right. at a vigorous pace, so that you're increasing your cardio. Right. And that, to me, that would encompass a power class versus just my my classes, for instance. Right. I don't teach a power class, but I will kick your fucking ass. Oh yeah, I've left sweating in there. We do a lot of there's a nice flow and then there's I don't know there's yeah there's just always a lot of good there's work yeah there is work that is true um do you have that list of of, that people sent in yeah I have it right here Uh another one that we got from Erica is she can't stand it when people say good vibes only (laughs) I I hashtag that a lot and guilty about that oh how funny well I think it's also like one of those like we're one of those phrases that gets used in a passive aggressive sort of a way you know yeah or like that's it's kind of like my whole strong women comment like like somebody might be venting about something and then you know you write back like good vibes only smiley face you know (laughs) like right that's just my take 
Well, and the other passive aggressive uh, one that it can be said that way is love and light. Oh, I know. I think Maria said that, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I can just see her fucking steaming about that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially if you're done with a conversation or I'm just gonna send you love and light you do you (laughs) you do you love and light bye (laughs) yeah and I think all of those things it's all in the tone right just like anything yeah and of course we're in like caddy mode right now but no (laughs) but I think also a lot of it you know even when used in a in a very sincere way I almost said it's authentic but I had to change it to sincere because it's all the same thing right but when you <laughs> in a sincere way it's just overplayed it's like I feel like I used to when I was like in my teens I think I signed all my correspondence peace love and happiness Sarah <laughs> you know, like, oh wow it's like you 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 say blessings when you I sign. do say blessings I say blessings Sarah in my emails or bless yeah um that's actually like my auto responder <laughs> yep yep um but I I you know and that's probably a stupid one too but I mean it sincerely like like you know blessings like like thank you goodbye good day sir <laughs> right <laughs> it's just it's funny well and I and I do think of course well we we asked what words really kind of get to you mm-hmm. um yoga words and this is what came out so obviously it's it's done in a way of um that annoyance of of passive and she even said when it said passive aggressively mm-hmm. um so and and you can say all these words in a better tone uh than they come out but or they're overused that's, yeah. that's huge too. well I think that's probably what it gets to it's like you know your favorite song that you hear over and over and over again and you're like fuck this song why are they playing it again um yeah like the song that you listen to during a breakup and you're like this is the perfect song that came out just when my breakup happened and then you're hearing it six months later and you're like fuck this song why is it still on the radio right um, you know, and I, just with the whole bless and blessings, like, you know, somebody even wrote in, Gwen wrote in, said, you know, when people say blessed, like, I'm feeling so blessed or have a blessed day or, right. You know, I am definitely guilty of that one without a doubt. And what's funny is I know this gal that wrote, well, we both do, <laughs> that, that said blessed, but yeah. I'm sure she uses that word too, which really makes me giggle because I I love her so fucking much. And the thought of her, like, I can see her saying it passive aggressively, but I can also say her, you know, hear her saying it like after a class, like, oh man, I'm so fucking blessed. I had such a great day. You know what I mean? Just like right. run on sentence right through it. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's just the fact that things are overused. I, it was funny the uh, that one person, um, let me see who said it. I think, um, Edward. Edward said juicy, which is funny. Is I don't say it in class, but in my bio, I have in my yoga bio, I say um, something like Tally will lead you into high fives and juicy twists. Ooh, 
that's fucking funny. You got called out on that, bitch. I did. And so I never say it in class, like, ooh, we're going to do a lot of juicy twists today. I, but I do have it in my yoga bio. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I used that word. You know what? <laughs> I have probably used that in a Fuck class. that guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fuck that guy. No, thank you, Edward. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I probably... Not probably. I, without a doubt, used juicy or juiciness. Um, I love like deep, sultry descriptors when I talk about yeah. And juicy is one of those words where like I just don't have another word to describe it, and I'll say it like maybe a juicy twist. Yeah, I'll be like, what the fuck is juicy about this? Like, (laughs) right. But. I think well, because you're twisting, so I think of it vocabulary for us as teachers. Right, we only have so many words we can use, and I think of juicy twists like you're twisting a lemon, or or a lime in your rosé. So that's why that's (laughs) why I think of it as a juicy twist because you twist your citrus. You're just with you're just (laughs) twisting your goddamn lemon or lime into your and juicy yeah okay and it feels good like it's it feels good it's juicy (laughs) no I I get it I totally get it well that kind of leads us to Allie's comment um she said well she gave us two but when she said yummy pose we're gonna go into yummy pose she yeah yummy pose and, you know, we do, you know, what else I've heard a lot in, in addition to yummy and then used interchangeably is sexy. You know, there was a, there was a time yeah. where everything was sexy, like, mm-hmm. oh my God, the copy that you wrote was so sexy or, right. you know what I mean? Like, oh, that website is so sexy. And right. we, we started bringing that into yoga, but I think maybe with the uh, blatant sexual harassment that runs rampant through yoga, um, or just everywhere or everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe that sexy turned into yummy. I don't know. I think you might be right. That's yeah. So yummy, like we're going to go into a yummy pose. Oh, this is such a yummy pose. Really feel it. And to me, yummy is like, Oh, I just, Oh, you know, like I don't, right. I don't have, a, I don't have a word. My word is, Oh, yeah. I feel like tomorrow I'm going to use all of these words just because they're now stuck in my head on things not to say. Well, will you please audio record it and that will be next week's podcast. <laughs> Except for when I, instead of uh, sealing the class with a namaste, I'm going to say thanks for fucking showing up and getting your ass on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you got it. You got to end it somehow. So, she also said bliss. I think bliss or blissed out or, you know, yeah. blissology style of yoga, I think really kind of overtook that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting is like, when I look at this list of words, like love and light, authentic, juicy, bliss, blessed, good vibes only, you know, authentic, speaking my truth, living my best life, namaste. To me, these are all like wonderful, they're feel good words for me and phrases. and they feel good and they do describe this, this affection and love that I have for this practice that has brought me so much joy and helped me through so much. So, you know, can it be all bad? I don't know. No, I think, well, I think that's it is that everybody loves those words and now they've been either overused or radio play. Yeah. Or yeah. Or, um, or now used 
in a passive aggressive way to shut a conversation down. Yeah. So, um, so, and you know, and it was just all in kind of good fun, like what words get under your skin when you hear it in yoga. Um, but, but there is, yeah, I, I do think some of these words are definitely, overused and, and I'm 100% guilty of using most, if not all of them at some point (laughs) as we all are, which is Eric. The last word that was brought up with Eric, um, mentions, uh, mindful being mindful. Oh yeah, that's right. And, you know, I really had to study that one for a minute because I think that everything we do should be really mindful. Right. And, but it is, it's, again, it's another word that's overused. I and, use it a lot. In you know, if, if everything that we're doing is quote unquote authentic and mindful, why do we have to say that it's authentic and mindful? Shouldn't just the act of being and doing uh, I think, show that? Well, I think when I say it in class is I'm trying to slow the students down because they're, mm-hmm. they're ready. They're going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Be mindful ready. about lifting that leg or yeah. you know, be in the moment, be present, right. Sally. I don't know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sally, you should be more mindful in the moment. <laughs> exactly. And so instead of just tossing that leg up, be mindful about pulling the leg up and instead of- <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had a vision of you as a dog at a fire hydrant pulling that like <laughs> hey it happens hey it does <laughs> so I I do use that word probably I, I mean I don't know I would imagine I use it almost every class just to get get some students from observation not all of them but be mindful of your breath yeah yeah to slow down yeah be mindful of your breath. yeah I think I probably use that word in particular mostly when referring to the breath yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I would say I do too yeah well (laughs) I don't know guys if you have any more uh fucking words you hate using or love to hate using I guess we'd like to know about them, yeah? Of course. Yeah. Always. Um, Before we get any further in, I just want to say, when I love you, Tally, and I miss you. Miss you, too. Uh, But I also want to talk about uh, people subscribing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want people to subscribe to our podcast. It helps us. I want you to rate and review it because if you love it, yeah, you it helps us. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh God. Sorry. What was that? That was me actually. <laughs> I'm going to start. <laughs> okay. So I really want people to subscribe and rate and review. Namaste. It's not I, it's we. Well, I'm not, I'm trying to not speak for the collective truth. I'm speaking my truth, Tally. <laughs> we need you to subscribe, <laughs> rate, and um, leave a review. Yeah, so, and we'd love for you to interact with us on social media. We've had a really good time interacting with the people that have been. And I freaking love, I love hearing what other people have to say and, and the stories. And I want, I want more stories to share, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I don't think people understand that this is all the the way that we can be successful is by you subscribing and rating 
it's it's so silly, but it's it's one hundred percent true that that's the only way to really survive this and um, grow it to keep going. And, yeah, to grow and um, you know if there's any sponsors out there that <laughs> want to sponsor us too. Hey, you know that's I mean that's that's all how I mean how if all we this say happens. sponsor, we're just talking wine. Like give or us yoga pants or yoga pants. We're in. And, you know, being that this is a podcast and not a video, um, you know, give us your pants and we'll just talk about what we're wearing. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll put it on social media for sure. There it is. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I want to sincerely thank the people that have listened. We've had over 15,000 people, um, when I did the stats and I'm just, I'm stoked. And for some podcasts that may seem really teeny tiny, but for us, I'm pretty excited because we are what an, our ninth episode. This is going to, this is our ninth episode. I think. Um, I think so. We yeah. haven't been super consistent the last few weeks because Tally and I have been really busy uh, with fucking bullshit life stuff. Uh, but you know, I think that you and I are really dedicated to this and whether there's a podcast recording this or not, you and I are going to continue to drink wine and talk about yoga. Yeah. Yeah. And, and more than likely it'll just still be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Are you going to teach me something tonight? Yeah, actually, uh, I'm going to teach a juicy twist. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Well, I came prepared in my fucking badass yachtly crew shirt that I got while I was on my 311 cruise okay. and I'm wearing some OG pony sweatpants from 1989. Oh, perfect. I know. So I'm ready to get my juicy twist on. So tell me what to do. Okay. So we're going to lay down. I will tell you. Oh, I get to live recline. Oh goodness. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be the supine spinal twist. Okay. Also called Supta Motsandrasana. Motsandrasana? Yeah. So um, we need to we need to up our Sanskrit game. Well, I'm I'm trying. <laughs> so okay. Supta. I'm gonna step away from the microphone really quick and you're gonna explain all that and I'm gonna lay down. Okay. So the supta part of it in Sanskrit is the supine or reclined. And then matsya is fish. So it's basically like the reclined. They, they were saying, I was looking this up uh, because I never used the Sanskrit for this twist, um, but I wanted to know what it was. And it was saying that it was like the supine reclined fish ruler, uh, which I have done a like Lord of the Fishes kind of pose um, in restorative. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a connection here. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to lay down and we're going to pull uh, both of our legs. We're going to hug in both of our knees and you can bring your forehead to your knees and just rock from side to side. Now, if you have any spinal injuries or pregnant, um, you can always place a pillow or a bolster over on uh, your left hip for just so you're not stretching super deep. So then we're going to take that left leg down and we're going to pull that right knee in. And I like to, instead of going straight into the chest, I like to come out more towards the armpit 
so you're relieving any crunchies from your chest and you can still breathe pretty easily. And from here, we're going to take that left hand onto our right knee and we're gonna take that right arm out and extend it. I like to have my palms facing up if you're gonna extend it out, uh, kind of in that half T shape with your palm facing up or for an extra shoulder stretch, put it in a 90 degree angle of either that goalpost cactus arm, palm facing up still. And we're gonna pull that leg over across our body and either onto our bolster or pillow or nothing. And just, you can keep your hand, left hand uh, as a weight on your right knee. And then the gaze is going to go over towards your right shoulder, or you can close your eyes here as well. And we're gonna stay here for at least 10 breaths. Take in some nice deep inhales and then releasing on the exhale, being mindful of your breath. Ha ha, had to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay here a little longer if you choose. Otherwise, you can come back up on your next inhale, hugging in your knees once again, rocking from side to side. And this time, lowering down on that right leg, bringing that pillow or bolster, if you're using one, over to the right hip. And then the same thing, taking that right hand and your left, well, we're going to pull into the, the uh, outer part of your armpit first. And then taking that right hand and guiding that left leg over your side body while your hand comes out into that T or cactus onto the left side, gaze to the left. And breathing here, just even a normal breath. You don't have to go super deep if you don't want to. Some benefits here, talk about uh, improving digestion, spinal flexibility. Um, and then there's always that detoxifying internal organs. Uh, I'm still, I still question the detoxifying bit, but one thing I do know is I love this pose and it feels damn good. <laughs> so on your next inhale, bringing that knee back up and hugging your knees in once more. Rocking from side to side. Then you can go into Shavasana here if you choose. Or do whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that felt really good. I needed that. That's, you know, I notice that when I'm really tight, but I feel that on my hips too. Yeah, it's a really great hip release um, and great spinal release. It's, it's just, it's an amazing class. I like to, I've been, I've been doing that one a lot lately at the end of class, just because it feels so good it, among yeah. anything else, whether or not it detoxifies or um, increases digest. I could kind of see the digestion thing just because you are twisting. And you're also putting that pressure on your internal organs. Yeah. Lower yeah. Yeah. 
I can see that. Hi, Oscar. Oscar just came up. Um, <laughs> he wanted but, this with me. Yeah. But um, Gosh, Holly, thank you. That felt really nice. I needed good. to bring out my spine. So it was perfect. Yay. Yay. Unless it, it de-stresses and pulls it does. all the things. Yeah. Cool. And you can stay there for 10 counts. That's probably almost close to 30 seconds um yeah you're breathing in nice and slow and uh I, I definitely would would suggest holding that pose for a minimum of 30 seconds on both sides yeah um, I feel like in restorative you do that one for a good amount of time and it's not oh yeah and if you are using a bolster and you have maybe one of those um sandbags at home that you could place on top of that top leg for extra weight uh, you can stay in that pose for two minutes uh, yeah. without maybe tweaking out your back. So, um, yeah, that's a good, yeah. I mean, you don't want to probably stay in it too, too long, but, um, I'm maybe two minutes for a restorative. Yeah. So, yeah. And then maybe a nice child's pose after. Yeah. Just nice. things out. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. I'm so glad that you're going to teach more and more of these at the end of each of these, right? At the end of each podcast. Well, we should switch off. I think before it was like, yeah, whatever you want to do. And it's like, well, we should probably switch. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes me that I don't have to think. I love it. <laughs> so, and it's helping um, me teach you. <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you, it's hard to teach when you're not seeing me and you're across the interwebs, right? Well, now. yeah, but I mean, like, my fear of, teaching in front of you because you're my teacher yeah. oh I get it so before I was like yeah you can do them all go ahead go ahead and I was like yeah it's me being in the present and stepping up into my authentic mindful self speaking um, your truth speaking my truth <laughs> getting all juicy in the <laughs> oh my yeah. god what other words can we use right now uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for choosing our tribe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, again, to reiterate, please do all the, the subscribing and the liking and the loving and the share your, share your authentic self with us. <laughs> please do. We want to hear it. We, we get a lot of our friends talking to us. Um, we really want to create this, um, community where it's a safe space and that we can laugh at ourselves talk about things that bother us talk about things that we and love the ridiculous shit that happens and, yeah and all the silliness that happens that we all know as at least as yoga teachers uh know that happen behind the scenes and um it's just a great release and uh just uh, fun to kind of talk about it and getting it off our chest and then um, moving on to the next thing. <laughs> exactly. Can't hold on to it. Well, I look forward to chatting next week. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Well, and I hope that more people want to stay engaged with us next week. And in the meantime, this has been Sarah Russell. And this is Tally. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Namaste and Rose, guys. Cheers. Bye.